Okay, this week is a long one, but it's a good one. So I want you to get comfortable, lay back, relax, and start your journey. This is Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor, and welcome back to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. I am so excited that you were joining me for another week because you know I love it when we chat. And last week, we discussed updates since the fall of Roe v. Wade, and they are changing by the day, states enforcing trigger laws and bans. And I'm not even going to get into it because I feel like by the time I tell you that someone's enforced something and something's been blocked, something else has been changed. But if you remember, I said that I wanted to talk about some joy because we have been talking about things that have not been joyous. And you know, if you're like me, just sometimes you just need to come back to the joy. And that is what keeps me going. So this week we are doing something a little different. I am very excited to have our first podcast collaborator and guest, Ms. Shelby Renee Giles, CEO and founder of Worthy Well Co. And she's joining me for a conversation today because I reached out to her and she focuses on healing, energy healing, spiritual healing. And I'm like, man, not only do we need some joy, but we need some healing. And so I needed that energy. Uh, and I wanted to bring that to our podcast, to our conversation, to you. So she's going to be joining me a little later in this episode. But first, I want to get started with what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about beginning your journey. Where are you in this very moment? Where are you? What are you doing? Take a step back. It's time for an assessment. What path are you on? Is this where you want to be going? Is this what you intended to do? If the answer is yes, that is awesome. You are on your journey with intention. And I have no doubt that you will get to your destination on time. If the answer is no, all hope is not lost. Maybe in this moment you aren't doing exactly what you want, but you are on a stepping stone in the right direction. Maybe you are on a brief interlude in a moment of rest and rejuvenation. Maybe you have no idea where you're headed and you're just enjoying the journey itself. Or maybe you are on a completely different path that will not take you to or anywhere near where you want to be. I believe strongly that in life there are certain paths we must take, certain decisions we must make, and certain tasks we must perform as part of our journey. But the path and the destination are equally important. And sometimes the journey, the journey itself, affords you a transformation that is necessary to reap the benefits and fully grow and expand at the end of your path. However, 
Sometimes we wander off the path or we linger on the trail too long. Maybe we're smelling the flowers or who knows, (laughs) something like that. But all of that can get us distracted from completing our life's mission and our purpose. In this podcast, as I mentioned, we're talking about beginning your journey. I'm speaking with founder and CEO of Worthy Welcome, Ms. Shelby Renee Giles. And just one year ago, she was operating in a completely different space. Her work was both important and fulfilling, but ultimately not her calling. And I think we all have different callings and who calls you might be different. For me, I feel called to do things by God, but you might feel called to do things by the universe but we all have a calling. Listen as she details her transition from one healing platform to another, both linked by the common thread of hope. Hello and welcome to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. This week I am very excited because this is the first podcast where I am inviting someone to come into our space, to join in on the conversation, and you don't have to like just listen to me sharing my thoughts and views (laughs) and research with you. So I'm very happy today to welcome Miss Shelby Renee Giles. She is a meditation guide, an energy healer, and a spiritual guide bringing self-devotion. She, uh, to the forefront of the wellness industry, she is trained by some of the leading voices in modern wellness. She is intentional about bringing spiritual well-being into new spaces to foster a heightened state of collective well-being across diverse communities. And I mean, I think this goes without saying, but we are so in need of this right now (laughs) for so many reasons. So Shelby, welcome. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm so just inspired by what you're doing. I know we both kind of set out on this, you know, journey to pursue what was calling us. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I just um, am grateful for others who are, you know, doing that work and, and supporting people in the way that you are. So I'm just honored to, to be a part of this. Yay. Well, thank you again. I, I, um, I was taking a nap and then something during my nap was like, you need to text Shelby and ask her if she'll be willing to do a podcast episode. <laughs> with you. <laughs> I love this because I'm always talking about following your intuition and like, it's such a practice and here we are, you know, here we are. It really is. And I was sitting here thinking like, what do I title this episode? What do I really want it to be about? And Shelby mm-hmm. and I actually had a conversation prior to recording this where um, we briefly kind of, I mean, we were kind of also catching up, but talking about our journeys. And I was like, you know, I really just want to have a podcast as Shelby mentioned, as we both have kind of started on or embarked upon these journeys in the last year or so for us to have a conversation about this and really for it to be kind of organic as possible. And you know, during our conversation, we started talking about things and I was like, wait, no, Shelby, I can't talk to you anymore. I want this to be on the podcast. (laughs) 
love it. I love it. I know we're going to just pick up right where we left off. So I'm excited. Yeah. So can you tell, I mean, we did the bio, but Mm -hmm. what were you doing before you were doing like focusing on the healing and focusing on the wellness? What were you doing before then? Yeah. Good question. Um, so before starting Worthy Well, um, my company, I was actually working with a PR firm based in New York, and I was a vice president there, vice president of issue advocacy, and um, worked primarily on issues centered on um, criminal legal system reform, uh, racial justice and a slew of other just progressive issues. Mm -hmm. Um, I joined that particular organization during the Trump administration, was also there during, you know, the onset of COVID, Um, was there for almost three years. And it was actually really meaningful work. I think in many ways, uh, that experience, which was oftentimes you know, um, it was very rewarding. It was also very challenging as anyone can, you know, imagine advocacy work, um, you know, sending love to everybody, including a lot of my former colleagues who do work around, you know, the reproductive rights space um, in particular, but yeah, it's really challenging work, but it's, um, it's really rewarding. And in a way, there's this common thread and even the work that I do now, where I used to always say to my colleagues, you know, in doing this work, working to, you know, basically change the country, change the world, change people's, you know, lived experiences through this work, you have to be inherently hopeful. You have to be an inherently hopeful person because we wouldn't show up every day, you know, to do what we were doing, which was, again, (laughs) challenging work, Mm -hmm. um, if you weren't inherently hopeful. And that's something that I really, you know, loved about the work. And it also spoke, I think, very, you know, deeply to something that I value, which is, which is hope, you know, and so that work, you know, not only gave me the opportunity to you know, feel like I could have, you know, some little impact on, you know, issues that I cared about, but also, you know, working at the level that I did in that work, it gave me um, the confidence to go out on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't help but, you know, kind of look around and say, oh, wow, like if I'm doing this, I can certainly, you know, embark on this thing that's been calling me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that goes to show every experience we have, you know, prepares us for the next thing. And I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to move on from things, not because it's horrible or it's just (laughs) this sufferable thing, but to move on because you, you, you know, are seeing what you've created with gratitude and you can move on and say, all right, I feel prepared to do something else. I feel prepared to to do this next thing. And that's pretty much how it, it felt, you know, that's how it felt when I, when I made that transition, but my body knew that it was time. And so I'm proud of myself for, you know, listening to it. And I'm just grateful for, for where things are now. So, yeah. 
I love that you mentioned that. That's a very grounded thing. Cause I think for a lot of us, we're just going to stick it out until we can't take it anymore. <laughs> and we're just so upset about whatever it is. We're loathing, whatever it is. We're like, ah, I just like want to go in and curse everybody out and like leave yeah. <laughs> and drop the mic. So I'm going to take a moment now and talk about my own journey. I was drawn to speaking at a very young age. I remember competing in poetry contests, uh, poetry that I wrote, and oratorical events in elementary and middle school, and loving every opportunity to use my voice, my gift. In high school, I had the amazing opportunity to speak on a national platform, joining a live television show that focused on teens. And each week we would come together on a panel and we would just discuss the issues that affected us. You know, think back to being a teen. It was light stuff sometimes like prom and sometimes it was serious stuff like dating violence. And I was able to share my experience and my thoughts all through my voice, my talent. One faithful day, a fateful day, and I will never forget this because it was like, it was just amazing for me. I remember being so excited, but there was a minor emergency and the host couldn't make it. So the co-host was bumped up to host the show. And then I was picked to co-host the show. I had no idea this was going to happen. This literally happened probably within an hour of the show starting. And in that moment, I knew I was doing exactly what I was supposed to do. And God and the universe was encouraging me to continue. And I should have leaned in, like I should have leaned all the way in, but I didn't. During the same time in my life, I was completing high school and making decisions about my next steps. Being the practical overachiever that I was, I knew that there were only a few options that made sense, right? Like there are only a few things that they expect you to do. You be a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're like, you go to business, something like that. And I decided to become a doctor, obviously. (laughs) It was stable, it was fulfilling, and it was a safe path to a rewarding future. In my heart, I knew that my voice would be taking a back seat. And it's funny, right? Like I told myself I was gonna be a doctor and do this thing. And then I would tell myself also that I would do these other opportunities. Like I think at one point I thought, oh, well maybe in between medical school and undergrad, maybe in between undergrad and medical school, I'll like be a, be a VJ for MTV. These are things that I thought. But I convinced myself that my voice taking a backseat was only temporary. I would gain the knowledge and experience to help and heal people. And then when my voice could be legitimized as an expert, I would use it again. I couldn't see a path forward any other way. So at that point, I chose a different journey. Fast forward 15 years and I was in clinical practice every day, seeing patients in my office, delivering babies and performing GYN surgery was an incredibly fulfilling experience for me. You know, I loved, I loved it. I talked about this on my OB journey of coming to deciding to be an OBGYN and then leaving the field briefly. Um, and one of the previous podcasts, if you haven't listened to it, check it out. But 
You know, I love that I was meeting people. I was helping them. I was helping people start families. I was, you know, I really was having these important life-changing conversations with patients and I was able to really help them. And I loved that, but I was exhausted. I was navigating post-pandemic life with a new baby. I had a brutal commute and a schedule that was busier than it ever had been. And something had to give, but I was unwilling to admit what that something was. My career had been my primary focus for the last 15 plus years. And at this point, you know, when I finally got to this point, I had been practicing at least five years. So that's 20 years. My career required sacrifice and I had been at the altar on the regular. I needed a different perspective. After several talks with my husband and life partner, I just like to call him my life partner. I mean, he legitimately is my life partner, my best friend. I took a step back. Was this my journey? Was this what I was supposed to be doing? Or had I gotten off track? Sometimes you know when it's time to move on. Like Shelby mentioned, she said her body told her she knew. But sometimes it's a matter of divine intervention. So in this clip, Shelby details how she knew it was time to head down a different path and pursue another journey. Mm -hmm. So when we were talking, we talked, I guess I contacted you pretty much a year after the week where you decided that this was the step. So what exactly? Because I think Mm -hmm. we get for whatever reason, whatever path that we're on, sometimes we just have blinders and we can get so lost in the day-to-day and what we're doing, especially when we are doing important work, when we are doing valuable work, it's just so easy to focus on that and then to lose sight of, you know, perhaps what our original purpose or original intention was. And once that happens, it can be very difficult to break out of that and to change and head in a different direction. So for you, when you came to that decision that you mentioned a year ago, how exactly, you know, your body knew, but like what exactly happened? How did you exactly decide that it was time to do that? And then how did you know what it was your new journey would be, what you were going to do differently? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, so I would say back in 2019, I knew that I wanted to do something different. So shortly after I, you know, enrolled myself into this like political, you know, advocacy um, journey, you know, through my own role, I quickly realized that it wasn't it wasn't, it's something that I'd always wanted to do, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't, um, it didn't fit me in the way that I thought it would, you know, and what I mean by that is there were certain things that I would do to prepare myself for work every day. Um, One of those was meditating, which I still do very, you know, religiously, but um, one of the other kind of funny things that I used to do was I had this morning playlist that was like really aggressive. (laughs) Okay. So I had this morning playlist that had like Kendrick Lamar and um, no, no, Nas, like, but like the aggressives, they're like the, just the aggressive 
song. It's like my workout mix. <laughs> yeah. And I would be, I would, so the playlist would start kind of slow as I'm mm-hmm. like making my way in my commute. And then once I got to my stop in DC on the train, it would kick into like the aggressive, the more aggressive music. <laughs> and so I would be walking to work, you know, a couple blocks um, from the, the train stop, just amping myself up, amping mm-hmm. myself up, you know, cause I'm about, I'm out here about to like go help, you know, defend, you know, certain like black political leaders. I'm about to, you know, do some work to try to help um, young people, uh, you know, get released from detention centers and just very like, you know, monumental tasks alongside, you know, my clients. And, and it's not, I'm not an aggressive person generally. You? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not an aggressive person. I'm a triple cancer, y'all. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm very, um, I'm very Zen. Um, but I thought it was very interesting how I was able to like exercise this very masculine expression. And and I mean, like energy wise, like energetically Mm -hmm. masculine expression of my being alongside my more like natural feminine expression. And so what I realized in 2019 was that, okay, this there, there are aspects of this that are good for me, you know, to experience, to step into, especially in a very like powerful leader way. Mm-hmm. And there were other aspects of it where I was just like, I know that this is not, this is something I'm fitting myself into. Mm-hmm. There were aspects of it that I knew weren't me and that there was another way for me to support people on a grand scale, scale you know? Okay. So it was really in 2019 that I knew that I wanted to do something different, but I stayed with my firm because I also knew that I didn't want to work for anyone else. Mm. So that was the other piece. And, and, you know, where I was, was actually a pretty good company. Like I would describe them as a, a relatively, you know, social, socially conscious company, um, and how they, you know, did their best to, you know, support staff and, and, you know, focus on well-being and, um, nobody gets it right. 100%, but I did, you know, see a lot of effort on their part. So I was in a decent place, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna like continue doing this work because it's important work, um, until I figure out what it is I want to do. Um, and where wellness came in was it was already just inherently, a big part of my life. Um, I would say ever since my early twenties, um, it all started with like making diet changes that impacted like my mood and my skin and things like that. And, um, and then I got on this path of, Oh, wow. I, I like fixed this thing or like I improved this experience just by like changing the way I eat. And Mm -hmm. that just ignited my curiosity and, um, just led me to meditation, led me to, you know, just other modalities, energy healing over the years, you know? Um, and so I would say in 2020, so yes, you know, going into the pandemic, um, Mm -hmm. 
it definitely, I think, gave us all a lot of um, opportunity to reflect and reassess where we were. And I certainly had that opportunity, um, you know, doing the work I was doing during the pandemic, during the Trump administration was incredibly hard mm-hmm. trying to do that work in a way that was um, uh, as supportive as possible to my staff and the people who worked with me. Um, it was really challenging, you know, it made me question, you know, can I do this? Can we do this work, you know, in a way that is, um, that centers well-being over profit, you mm. know? And because of this, because of the work we were doing, you know, our, our founders, like they weren't doing this work for profit, you know, they, it's inherently a business though, you know? And so the way PR firms operate, it's to make a profit, you know, it's right. business, you know, and so there were, there were just things that I started to question, you know, about my role, my participation in, you know, staff well-being and what's possible, um, the opportunity to do things differently. I want to take a moment and just highlight a common theme, the question, the question is often the first step. Shelby began by questioning herself, as did I. What questions are you asking yourself? Let's continue. And it just became clear, it didn't all stem from work, but it was heavily influenced by work. Um, It just became clear that I was meant to do something different that centered on how to bring people back to themselves, bring people back to, um, how to, you know, self-advocate for their own well-being, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, and trying to come up with solutions, you know, as a, as a company, it was also very clear that like everybody has different needs and, and we need to be tapped into those needs. And we also need to know that we're worthy of what we need, of receiving what we need, you know, once we know what that is. And so I think, you know, in doing the work, you know, that I was doing, it became very clear that, um, you know, wellness was not just something that was a big part of my life. It was something that I needed to actually lean into. Mm-hmm. And the company that I founded, um, Worthy Well, it actually centers on spiritual well being. Because in my own, you know, personal journey um, through meditation and getting different certifications and um, energy healing, breath work, all these different things, um, it just became clear to me that it's much more than, you know, doing the thing, you know, it's also about who you're being, what you, what you believe in what you believe is possible, you know, Mm -hmm. and that goes really that, that says a lot about, um, how you even approach your well-being. you know, you can meditate every day, you can do yoga, but if you don't check in with yourself around, um, what you believe, you know, um, if you don't know that, everything is possible, you know, then 
you'll go back, you know, doing the same things that you do every day and use those modalities as band-aids rather than completely letting it be like inherently a part of your being. I love that she said this because it is so true. As I mentioned before in my own journey, I knew what I was supposed to be doing. Like I knew it, but I didn't do it because I couldn't see how it was possible. I didn't believe. And it took me 20 years to take a leap. Imagine where I could be if I had answered my original calling and followed its lead. What leaps can you make? And so I, I just- love that. I'm going to like stop you for a moment because <laughs> I think I think and that resonated with me and for everyone who's listening, I just like want to have you say that again, but basically what she said was, you know, it also depends on what you believe is possible. And I think that so many of us, you might have that thing that you really want to do, or, you know, God speaks to you and tells you you should be doing, or the universe speaks to you, whoever is speaking to you and you don't act upon it, you don't do it because really ultimately you don't think that it is possible. You don't think anything's going to come from it. You don't think you can be successful doing it. And I will interject in my own, uh, my own journey that I knew that I should have been doing something with speaking. I've always loved speaking and with opportunities to do that. And I love health education. And before I even went to medical school, God put it on my heart that you need to be speaking. You need to be sharing this information. And then I said, because I don't know why, but this is the kind of person I am. I'm like, well, I'm going to go to medical school and I'm going to become a doctor first so that when I speak, I am an expert on whatever that topic is. And then I went to medical school and then I went to residency. And then instead of making good on that thing that I said I was going to do, I don't think I really thought it was possible. And I said, I'm going to focus on what everyone here in this earthly realm, what we believe the next step is, I'm going to go to residency. I'm going to get a job and I'm going to practice. And that's what I did. And for six years, you know, I, I loved the majority of it. I loved the patient interactions, but what I loved the most was the one-on-one conversations that I was having with my patients doing the education and the thing that was put on my heart as what I was supposed to do. And like you during the pandemic, I think like a lot of us, I, I was hesitant to go off and start my journey of, you know, starting the podcast, starting the um, health education website, because I just didn't believe it was possible. And I think when I left, even, I don't know that I believed it was possible so much as I was like, I cannot continue to do what I'm doing the way I'm doing it. Okay. That was my interjection. Please continue. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. It feels like we're just on this new trajectory where I think, um, you know, this maybe our generation, I don't even know like where I would even timestamp it, but our generation and on, um, we're needing to decondition a little bit, you know, we're needing to decondition, you know, what we've seen, what we've learned mm-hmm. possible 
and just be in this space of, oh, wow, like it's, it's so vast, you know, like, and, um, and I see everywhere I turn, I see people like coming into this, you know, realization and it's a beautiful thing. And when one of us, you know, embraces it and inspires someone else too. And I think that's the beautiful thing about just being this interconnected, you know, human <laughs> race of mm-hmm. just knowing that your journey um, is important for so many different reasons. Like for, you know, you, for example, you're probably inspiring people to, you know, pursue their passion, pursue what lights them up, but you're also doing work that is incredibly like, you know, transformative for women, you know, and that is, you know, something that, you know, you, I guess what I'm trying to say is us doing what we're called to do isn't just about us, you right. know, you know, and so when we listen to that call, it's also God saying, oh, this is how you are meant to serve, you know, right. and, and we kind of remember why we're here. Despite knowing the answer to my own questions, I mean, I'd really never forgotten. This is something that had always been on my mind. It still took time for me to act accordingly. After months of soul searching and really probably years, I made the difficult decision to leave my rewarding, stable, well-paying job for the unknown. I knew that to use my voice fully and freely and to truly be able to speak to you, I needed to be free. I needed to rebuild my life, honoring my gift first, my voice first, and then add the other things that were important to me, just add them back into the equation that really centered using my voice because that's what really gives me joy. That is what I feel I was called to do. So I finally, finally started the Lady Parts Doctor podcast after purchasing the web domain six years prior. I listened. I leaned in and I haven't stopped. I love the work I'm doing. I love this. And it hasn't been easy. Relying on faith never is. And I fully understand that I have the privilege to be able to pursue this passion. And we don't always have the privilege of being able to stop everything. But in some way, shape, or form, we do have the ability to focus on our dreams, and our calling. In my most doubtful moments, and there have been many, God continues to remind me that I am fulfilling his purpose for me. Yeah. I mean, I want to know how you feel about it because people Mm -hmm. ask me, they're like, oh, how's it going? How's the podcast? How's this? And I'm like, look, 2022 for me has been my year of faith. You know, it has been my year of step blindly into it just do what you're called to do. You don't know where this is coming from. You don't know where that is coming from, but focus on doing what you were called to do to the best of your ability. And I find it like really scary. (laughs) It's it's invigorating, but how do you feel? Yeah, I feel the same way. It's, there's so much one, one, I guess, um, thing that I, I don't know if I would call it a mantra or, or what, but one thing that I say to myself 
often, um, usually after meditation is, um, you know, I'm only responsible for taking the next divinely aligned step that presents itself. Um, I tend to say that whenever I find myself, you know, feeling a little anxious about, you know, what's ahead, you know, and in a way it's such a gift to only need to focus on the next step, you know, that presents itself. And I don't mean that in a radical way, like, oh, I don't need to know what's for dinner until, <laughs> until <laughs> time. I don't mean that. I mean, the big things that we are trusting and moving towards, you know? Um, so yeah, I, there's so much faith involved in this, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, um, someone actually said in, uh, an Instagram post recently, um, about this that I thought was really inspiring. Um, his name is Mike Gazzo. I actually just, um, interviewed him, he and his partner for my podcast, um, that'll come out tomorrow actually. But one thing he said was he actually posed it as a question. Does faith beget, beget miracles or do miracles beget faith? Hmm. And he's saying, you know, he had this realization that, that faith begets miracles. You know, it's not that you wait for miracles to decide whether or not you're going to have faith, you know, and that's, that's exactly what it is, you know? Um, but there's a lot of, uh, expanding your capacity to be with the unknown is a huge aspect of it. And for not comfortable. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, one thing that, again, I, I always, you know, talk so much about meditation, but meditation, um, that practice um, for me has been huge and just expanding my capacity to feel um, just like divinely connected, remembering that I'm supported. Um, and getting quiet so that I can hear my, hear the wisdom come through, you know, hear the intuition come through. That's the hard part. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a hard part. And then listening to it too, because sometimes it may not make sense to you in the moment, mm-hmm. but the more you practice listening to it and seeing how things, you know, pan out, mm-hmm. the, the more you feel comfortable doing that. And so, I mean, huge, 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 you know, faith um thing to do like (laughs) huge activity of faith now back to you and your journey deep in your heart there's something you feel called to do perhaps god is calling you perhaps the universe is calling you what if you answer what if you hang up on whoever or whatever is on the other line and take the first steps forward in your life journey yes Every step you've made up to this point is leading you to your destination, but make these steps count. If you need some help, Shelby details how to meditate to gain clarity. And for anybody who is contemplating a journey and needs to take the next step, as you kind of mentioned meditation and just being open to receiving your message so you can follow through on it. How do you recommend people meditate or like for someone who's never meditated, what would you tell them to do? Oh, that's such a good question. So my meditation practice um, started a few years ago with just like 10 minutes on, I think I started 
using Headspace actually, 10 minutes on Headspace, mm-hmm. um, just using between Headspace, Calm, Insight Timer. Then I decided to take a uh, meditation certification um, course with Chopra, with the Chopra program okay. called Primordial Sound Meditation. So the meditation I practice now is mantra based. And so you receive a mantra and you silently repeat that mantra as you're meditating and it helps you go deeper into the meditation. What I would recommend for a new meditator is to start small, you know, start small and give yourself grace and set an intention for why you want to start this practice. Because I think having an intention to come back to when you're like, oh, I don't feel like meditating today, you know, it makes a big difference. So I would say start small, start with five minutes a day, you know, then after a month, maybe go up to 10 minutes. And after a month, go up to 20 minutes. I definitely increased mine incrementally like that. And that's what's helped me to um, grow my practice. Um, I now meditate in the morning and in the evening and combine roughly 40 to 40 minutes to an hour a day. And, and that helps me feel supported. Um, so yeah, I would say just start small. And if the apps are helpful for you, certainly use the apps. They're also beautiful YouTube videos. Um, if you're more of a visual person and like the visual and audio, um, but there's so many resources out there. The biggest piece of it, I think is setting the intention for why you're starting to practice and coming back to that each time you do practice because, um, yeah, just doing it sometimes isn't enough. You know, we need that that why that we can come back to on days when we're just like, eh, am I going to do this today? Cause we all have those days. So oh, we do. I feel like that's me at least once, <laughs> at least <laughs> once a day, every day. This was such an awesome conversation and I hope you enjoyed the collaboration as much as I did. If you want to know more about Shelby and Worthy Well Company. Well, I want to, again, Thank you for coming and having this conversation. So if people want to get more information about Worthy Well, about healing, how can they find you? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's Shelby Renee Giles on Instagram. You can also follow Worthy Well at Worthy Well Co. on Instagram. And you can visit us online at worthywell.co. And we'll actually be launching our full website very soon. I'm very excited about that. And along with that, some, you know, really beautiful things to support folks um, during this time that focus on, you know, self-devotion, of course, but um, self-orientation, being so deeply in tune with um, your truth. Again, this is Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor. It's been awesome. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lady Parts Doctor blog, the podcast available on Apple, Stitcher, Audible, iHeartRadio, Amazon, TuneIn, the YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everything. And let me know if you have any questions, stories, or ideas you want to share by emailing me at drhack, D-R-H-A-C-K, at ladypartsdoctor, spelled out, dot com. Until next time.